0: mercy Uh, we confess that we sin every day we we fall short uh, and we confess that we 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 move forward in fear so much we move forward in fleshly reactions and decisions and and uh, lord we we need you to forgive us we need you to change us because we can't uh, change ourselves and and so we're asking for a supernatural um, gift of grace today in your name we pray Amen. 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 I remember the first day of my infection. I was so young. The, I was full of hope and happiness. The future seemed like a beautiful open field of possibilities. Growing up in northern Israel by the sea was wonderful. Wonderful. My family was full of love. We generally hoped in the hope of Israel that God would, that he was with us and that he would soon come and deliver us from this wicked Roman dictatorship that was ruling us. But a single small spot on my skin changed everything it shattered all my hopes my dreams were forever destroyed and my hope for a happy and blessed life gone like that instead of happy freedom my life was instantly bound up and chained down to keep me away from those that i love and anyone that i could infect with this hideous disease My loved ones used to receive me with open arms. Now they run away from me screaming, unclean, telling me to stay away. I used to have a home where I was accepted and loved. Now I have to wear bells around my neck and I have to yell out everywhere I go, I am unclean, I am unacceptable, I am unloved. Helpless. That's how I feel. What did I do? What, what can I do? As the days and lonely months snail by, this poison ravages my whole body. My hair falls out. My uh, fingernails, my toenails loosen and fall off followed by the fingers and toes themselves. My lips, my gums, my teeth, my tongue all wither away, rotted away. Everything in me is dying and rotting. My body is full of this death, this leprosy. I'm alive, but I'm dead seems like I'm more dead than alive. I, I smell like death. It's a good thing my nose doesn't work anymore. No one has ever been healed from this disease, so it's 100% fatal, so I have no hope at all. My heart is broken I feel abandoned, my life is wasting away, and I'm in constant pain. Sometimes, nearly every night that I can't sleep, I remember the sermons I used to hear back when I was allowed to go into the synagogue. And one sticks out in my memory, the this, this scripture in Leviticus that tells us, tells the priests what they must do if someone was ever healed of leprosy. Why would God give those instructions? I I struggle with this. In the 2,500 years since, not one person has been healed of leprosy in our whole nation. No priest had ever needed to follow these instructions. Lepers always die miserable, alone, and rejected. But what if God's Messiah came? My heart recoils from the pain of actually having hope for one second. But a seed has been planted in my heart that maybe God could heal me. It would have to be God because no man could ever help me. No man even wants to help me. Why would God want to heal me though? I've been hearing about this prophet named Jesus, a man who has certain powers, unique powers. He says things, strange things, things that offend religious people. So I kind of like this guy. And I hear Jesus can cast out demons. And I've heard that Jesus can heal many kinds of diseases. But those are are fevers and headaches. And then there's leprosy. I'm in the big leagues of diseases. Even so, I think today I might try to go find this Jesus. Now, where did I put my peg leg? This leper was a real guy. He had real thoughts, real feelings, hopes, and dreams. And I just wanted to kind of make up an imaginary tale of what his heart was going through. But he's also full of this incurable disease. We live in a world today where God has given a cure for leprosy, or what we call Hansen's disease. For about 12 months, on a bunch of different drugs, we can cure it. Um, but there's still 200,000 cases worldwide, which I don't understand why if there's a cure. But um, but I'm actually fairly certain that in this room we have some lepers, because leprosy is an illustration of sin. A sin-infected heart. And sin is a hideous disease that fills our whole being until God heals us. And anyone who recognizes their sin today can be healed by God today of that sin. Anyone who thinks they're just fine will find it impossible to, to receive anything from God today. So which one are you? Are you just fine? Or are you ravaged by sin in your heart? Paul, uh, well, I, I heard I was reading a book this week and, and the guy told a story of um, he was in seminary and he was supposed to write a paper on the, the scripture that Paul says, uh, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the chief of sinners, right? And he goes and he writes a paper very thoroughly written and, explaining how, you know, I think this was because Paul, you know, had killed Christians before he was a Christian. And so, you know, he's talking about how much he'd been forgiven. And it was so, um, it it was well written. And he turns it into a seminary professor. And a seminary professor looks at it and gives it back to him the next day with no grade on it, just said, write it again. And he he, he looks at his professor and he comes out to him after, after class and says, Why? Uh, This is very well written. And he's like, you missed one word. Paul said, I am, am the chief of sinners. Not I was the chief of sinners. I am the chief of sinners. And that hit me like a ton of bricks this week because I don't think I am the chief of sinners 90% of the time. I think I'm better than you sinners. It's it's a it's an attitude of pride or humility. There are lepers in this room who are going to be healed today if they remember that they're lepers. If they really believe that they're lepers. And then there are lepers in this room today who think that they don't stink. Lepers today that are trying to cover up their dying flesh with robes of self righteous efforts. Who will receive nothing from God because they can't. They're not asking for it. Do you see God's high holy standard as perfect and out of your reach? then you will know that you need a miracle, that you will need Jesus, and Jesus will be given to you today. Or do you imagine God would ignore or look past your sin or uncleanness? He he thinks you're given your best effort. He sees your efforts and your religion, and he's going to be impressed by your feeble attempts to cover up the death that has infected you. You don't need Jesus, and so Jesus will not be given to you. Jesus will be laid out to each and every one of you today and the difference will be very simple. Some will come to him in simple, dependent faith and be healed and others will not. Which one will you be? I had a joke about leprosy that I was going to share at this moment. uh, But it would probably fall apart at the end anyways, so I'm uh, not going to share it. So open up the uh the word of God with me and we'll we'll sh- we'll read our text here, Matthew chapter 1, verse 40. I thought that was in good taste, right? Matthew <laughs> chapter 1, verse 40. It says, now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Mark is going to instruct us today on how we can be healed by Jesus. This is very, very practical. Do you want to be healed? Do you know that you need to be healed, right? Sin is a disease we need to be healed from. There is no scrubbing the sin off of you. No matter how many baths or showers or, or, uh, or classes you take or how, much, how many church services you attend, you cannot cleanse yourself of sin. It's a, it must be a divine healing. Do you like living in your sin? And some people do. Some people are like, sinners are my best friends, and I have the most fun when I'm doing the worst things. That heart is, is dead at this moment. Maybe you don't really want to be healed, okay? I can understand that. But let's be honest. About what it is. I like sin. And I know that makes God my enemy. But I choose sin over God. And that's that's where some people are. Uh, but a lot of us, we, we want to be healed. And this, this leper, he hates his infection. Right? He wants to be healed. And so let's see what Mark teaches us we can do if we want to be healed? Do we want God to step in and deliver us? How many times are we going through trials and we go days before we stop and pray and ask God to just help us? How many times do we, do we say, let me try this first. Now, oh wait, that didn't work, but I have three other ideas that maybe I can get myself out of this predicament and, and then, God, I will come to you when I'm at the end of my rope. God says, well, I'll still be there, but I'd love to teach you that you can come to me first, and I will deliver you first. Um, so let's, did you notice the pronouns in that verse that we just read? Him, 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 you, and you. You referencing him. What's the leper's focus on Jesus, right? All these pronouns refer to Jesus, which means Jesus is the only one that you need to deal with when it comes to you and your sin. He's the only one with the power to heal. Do you believe that? This leper believed Jesus is the only one I've ever heard of who has the the power or the willingness or whatever it's needed. He's the only one. So I'm going to come to him. And if, if you believe that jesus can heal you then follow this leper's advice or this leper's example which is come to me come to him so this late, the, so the first word the first phrase is he came to him in this text and and the leper was able to come to jesus because jesus first came to him jesus made himself available and we live in a time right now where jesus is available he has made himself available to you today. You can come to him because he has come to us. This, this leper is not seeking Jesus and someone else. He, he pushes past the disciples. He's not worried about them. He's not, he goes straight to Jesus only. And this shows what, what saving faith, what healing faith, what it's like it is loyal. It's all in. There's no hope in anything else. Some people say, I do church, and I do this other thing. I have my own things to do, and I don't want to be one of those guys that's totally obsessed with Jesus. You know what, Jesus freak. I don't want to be one of those people. I want to have balance in my life, and this leper has no balance. He's all, it's just Jesus, or I'm gonna die. That's it. And God has made a way for healing and salvation. It's it's faith in Jesus. That's God's way that he's now made for us. It, it's all in faith. It's jealous faith. God is jealous for all of your heart to be dependent on him. It, it's, it's a faith that rejects every other hope. Yes, I, I go to church and I pray, but I also do my yoga to make sure that my Spirit is in its right place now there 's nothing inherently like you could maybe do yoga, okay but if if your hope and your heart is on this other thing i I picked yoga, it could be anything, it could be work, it could be relationships, it could be all these other things. If our hope is in anything else but jesus we're we 're not fully surrendering to his lordship in faith this leper has it figured out so question for you guys will you leave behind everything and come to jesus to be healed today of the sin heart that we have or is the putrid stink of sin so appealing that we don't need to meet with the lord on this day to be healed we're going to wallow in our disease A lot of times we just ignore it so much we could become nose blind to it. I love those nose blind commercials. Have you seen that? There's like these commercials where the person gets nose blind and their car smells like BO or something and they just don't smell it after a while because that's how your nose works. It just doesn't smell. Oh, like last week one of our dogs had diarrhea in the middle of the night in our closet and I woke up smelling and I thought the dog right next to me had farted. And I was like, geez, Louise. And it was the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. So I was just like, oh, and I covered my head with a pillow. And, and then I fell back asleep because I grew nose blind to it. My nose is like, fine, you want to sleep? Fine. Well, I wake up in the morning and it's a million times worse. Yeah, that was a bad morning. That was a bad day. We get nose blind to our, our leprous hearts. We forget how desperate it is, the situation that we are in, where sin, like selfishness and, and greed and hypocrisy and, and wanting to control our life, these are things that are repulsive to the Most High. Yet we are just like, ah, it's my life. I don't need, I don't need to constantly become... And God's like, I, I need you. So I need to wash you. Jesus like, I need to wash your feet, Peter. You smell. Your feet smell. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he, Jesus, is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. This leper has figured it out. How do I get God's grace? I go straight to Jesus and he's able. He's able to save with God's grace to the uttermost, however much I need, he's able to give it to me. The next phrase we see about this leper, he says, imploring him. The leper begged Jesus asking for healing in faith. He didn't ask to be made comfortable in his leprosy. He asked to be cleansed of it. He begged to be cleansed. Mark is teaching us that the first necessary ingredient to obtain divine healing of our leprous hearts is to ask Jesus to heal you in faith, with all your heart. A heart that wants to be delivered, and the only plan we have is to ask Jesus to do it. That's the the way this works. It's all or nothing. You're either going to ask me, Jesus says, or you're going to try me, and that's not going to work. You're not going to see my hand. And maybe you're like, I've been doing church for so long and it's never worked for me. Why, am I, why would I keep just banging my head against the wall? I, I get it. But Jesus, you, 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 Jesus is either telling the truth or you are. It's either Jesus says, I, I will cleanse the one who calls upon me exclusively or you're, you're half in. You're not really willing to say, Lord, I'm yours and I will follow you. You want to be cleansed, but you also want to do what you want to do, your own life. You, you want to be free from the burden. You want, to, you want to live a comfortable life, but you don't want Jesus' uh, plan for your life because it might involve more suffering. It's hard to go full in, to go all in, because you have to crucify every hope and dream that you've ever had. I just I want a happy marriage. I want kids that obey me. I want a family that was like the ones on the black and white TV shows I used to watch. Well, God might not have that plan for you, and you have to say you're going to follow Him no matter what His plan is. And that's difficult. I understand that, but it's still the way. Jesus says, "I am the way." the truth and the life and oh i want the truth and i want the life but your way is super like i'm not in control and i don't like that and it might hurt and i'm not okay with your way your way is so like narrow <laughs> thank you for getting that are you going to ask jesus to be healed today leaving by any hope leaving behind any hope of rehab or reforming your outs, like, outside deliverance, ref- like any other hope. It's just Jesus. It's got to heal my heart or I'm sunk. The next phrase we see in here is that he kneeled down before him and this leper humbled himself before Jesus. So imagine this. We've seen this leper demonstrate faith. Now we see this leper demonstrate humility. <gasps> I wonder why we talk about these things every single week, right? What do you think this leper's going to get if he has faith and humility? What? What? Grace. He'll be healed. He'll, he'll, he'll receive God's grace, right? Okay, so he's humbling himself, demonstrating he knew his place before God. He kneels down before Jesus He's showing he needs Jesus. He places himself below Jesus. He's like, you must increase, I must decrease. He's not trying to earn blessings from Jesus. He simply lays out his disgusting figure before Jesus and says, I'm, I'm at your mercy. Look at how gross I am. Look upon me. Will you kneel before Jesus today? Will you humble yourself and surrender to Jesus as the Lord of heaven and earth and even the Lord of your pitiful life? Or are we going to keep trying to conceal our wicked hearts and our, our, our desires for things that are not his will? Are we going to keep trying to stay as far away from him as possible? Or are we going to come right before him, bow down and say, here's my disgusting, sin-filled heart? save me, heal me. Humility and faith, we talk about it all the time, but that is the way to God's grace. If anyone ever tells you as a Christian, what are you supposed to do as a Christian? The answer is always supposed to be do. I do nothing. Humility and faith is who I become. That's what a Christ follower is, and that is the way to be a Christian. The way to follow Christ is to develop a humble heart that, that, that lays your need out before the Lord and then to place your faith in Jesus. Neither one of these are works. Neither one of these are do's. They are just relationship realities. Jesus wants a relationship. The help and healing that each of us needs is given freely to us. It's his work and his power that freely gives us this, this healing and this grace. And the requirements are simple, always the same, humility and faith. Every church should say, tell people what God is requiring of them, which is humility and faith. So simple, right? So simple. Romans 6.14 is a verse that I'm going to quote right now and it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. A promise. This is a promise we have in the Word of God. He says, grace is the way to total freedom from sin. I'm not saying you will be sinless in practical living, but you will not be dominated by sin. Sin can't beat you. How? By grace. How do I get grace? I just told you guys, what was it? Humility and faith. That's how I get grace. How do I How do I do things if I was under the law? What do I have to do? Everything. Everything right all the time, do the works, the ten commandments, every single but what do 90% of Christians think God is looking for? Or how do I free myself from sin? If I just kept the Ten Commandments, I'd stop sinning. If I just tried harder to do what God wants me to do, then I would, I would have victory over sin. When the Bible clearly says only grace can free you, which is a free gift, which is given to the humble and those who will put faith in the Lord. It's so simple. It's so easy. This guy has figured out the secret. The next part of our text here says, And saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. That's what this guy, this leper says to Jesus. Now this leper simply demonstrates true faith. He doesn't say Jesus should heal him because he's earned it or he deserves it or his life has been so hard. No, this leper does not appeal to how much he deserves it or that anything about himself. This leper focuses on Jesus and Jesus' heart. He appeals to the love of Jesus and the will of Jesus, and that is the secret. He knows Jesus can heal him, but he asked Jesus, Do you want to heal me? And that's the trick. That's the secret. This guy's figured out the secret. He's discovered the way to draw out the heart of God, simply appeal to his love and his mercy. This guy, he says, it, do you want to heal me and Jesus cannot resist that kind of a challenge Romans chapter nine verse fifteen i'm going he, he says do you, what's your will jesus what's your will? Do you want to heal me Romans nine fifteen and sixteen for he says to Moses i will ha <laughs> ha I will have mercy." On whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then it is not of him who wills or him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. This verse says it is God's deepest desire to show his merciful and gracious heart and hand to us. He proves it over and over. And look, it says it doesn't depend on us. How much we want it. It says it doesn't depend on him who wants, him who wills. It doesn't depend on how much you want it or how much we do to try to earn it. That is not the way to God's heart. God, look how miserable I am. God, I'm just so unhappy and and I'm just, look at me. That's not the way. Or God, look what I've done for you. Look at how hard I've tried. Look what I've, I've, I've given up. To be your disciple. Look at me. None of those are the way to God's heart. The way to God's heart is not me focused. The key is to get our eyes off of ourselves. And on to Jesus. We come right to him. We say here I am. Broken. Gross. Unworthy. Unclean. And I know you can heal me. You're the only one who can. So would you prove your love to me? Would you show me your plan and your purpose for me is love and mercy, that you will have mercy on whomever you will have mercy. You will have compassion. Would you do it to me? Would you show me your love and mercy? What do you think the response of Jesus will be to that appeal? (laughs) Ew, you're gross. I'm not helping you. Does that sound like Jesus? I'm not really sure I want to help you. I'm sick of your groveling. You think I love you? (laughs) That's funny. You're not that important to me. No. I say those horrible, almost make me want to cry responses to contrast them with what we see in our text because the next words in our text should break us and melt us to the deepest part of our hearts. Because it says, Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing, be cleansed. And as soon as he spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. The words of faith and humility are barely out of this leper's mouth when Jesus catches them and returns them to the sinner with love and power. When Jesus is confronted with humility and faith, it stirs loving passion like we have never seen. It's uncontrollable, Jesus' response. And it's predictable. Love wells up inside his infinite soul like an earthquake rippling through his entire being his heart explodes with all god's grace and power he says i will i want you be clean my beloved oh you have learned the way to my uncontrollable untamable affection i cannot resist your appeals and I don't want to. My love for you is my greatest will. Showing you love and mercy is my greatest desire. To heal you is my only work. I am yours and you are mine. And Jesus lunged toward the object of his affection, the power of his life and love, destroying all that remains of the deathly curse that had infected his bride. And for the first time in years, maybe decades, this poor man felt the pure, unafraid touch of love and acceptance. His Savior has healed him completely by Free grace. He did nothing to earn or deserve it. No part of him wanted to go back to being a leper. He's he's now cleansed. He's free. Why would he ever want to go back to living as a leper? There's no rule of law that dominates his life now. It's love. The grace of Jesus has given him, has set him free forever. His skin is like a new child. His heart as loved as a child of God. How cool is that? He tru- God truly does good to all who call upon him in humility and faith. And now this leper is a new creation. He has a new identity. He's not a leper anymore. He is a beloved child of God. And he never has to grieve over his leprosy again. It's been exchanged for praise and joy and thanksgiving. Why does he feel that he needs to control his circumstances anymore? He's been healed. He ne- never think that you need to live as a leper when you aren't one anymore. Revelation 21.5 says, He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. That's the word of Jesus. He delights, he loves to take a leprous, sinful, disgusting, selfish, scared heart and make it new. And he said, I'll do it today. If you come to me, I will lunge to you. The words will not be out of your mouth before my healing, loving touch is on you. Like a bear. Ha Teddy bear. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. This is the Jesus we have come to meet with today. By him, all things that were made have been made. He he made this entire universe. He created it out of nothing. And through him, I am made new and you are made new today. He creates a new heart inside of us. When we come to him, he, he takes the leper's heart and destroys it. So. Let's test to see if this re, this uh, is a real healing. The, the text goes on in Mark to say he strictly warned him and sent him away at once, and said to him, "See that nothing, uh, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded, as a testimony to them." Jesus is all about confirmation, and he lets the priests judge for themselves whether the healing was real and complete. Remember, this guy was, in Luke it says, this man was full of leprosy, meaning his body was head to toe leprous. Disgusting. And he says, this is going to be a testimony that God has sent his Messiah, that God is making all things new, and you better get on board, priests, or get left behind, because God's kingdom has come. And when we are healed of our sin, when we today say, God, here's my leper's heart, heal me. And God does heal you in his love and in his grace. It is a testimony to this world. And and this world is going to test whether you've really changed. And when they see that you have, it will convince them that Jesus is real. Our last verse of the chapter says, However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every every direction. Would there be any here today that have full hearts, hearts full of diseases that want to be cleansed? Is there anyone who would humble themselves and ask Jesus in faith to heal them? Maybe you came in with evil thoughts and dreadful addictions. Maybe you can't even see anything in yourself that's lovely and righteous because you feel full of leprosy. You can be cleansed now. Just like this leper We simply come to Jesus alone, call upon him in simple faith, bow before him in all your broken need and humiliation and cry out, if you will, you can make me clean. And the words will not be out of your mouth before Jesus will hand them back to you with grace and power. Because his response is always, I will be clean. I want to cleanse you. I want to deliver you. Love, mercy, and acceptance will be yours immediately, instantly. You shall be clean. That is the promise. For all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Where does my sinful disease go? What happens to my carnal desires for rebellion? What happens to those? I want to know the inner workings of this healing. How does this work? Well, if you must know, Jesus takes them and he nails them to the cross in his own body that he has offered for us. And they are killed there and they are never to come back. And in exchange for our wicked Spirit, He gives us a new spirit, a clean spirit, His Holy Spirit forever sealing us as a child of God. Anytime you're tempted to go back to being a leper, simply look to the cross and see your diseased heart hanging there, being murdered being destroyed forever. The wrath of holy God pouring upon it. God beating his own son, but your sinful rebellion in him until his wrath was satisfied. Then, after you've looked to him in that that simple faith, realizing what he's doing for you, and just remember with joy and praise and thanksgiving that you get the new creation, just like Jesus rose from the dead, you get that new life in exchange. You are loved, and you are accepted because God rejected his own son's pleas for mercy, because in the garden Jesus said, "Let this pass come like let this cup pass away from me, Father, I love you, you love me. Why are we doing this?" And, and, and God said, "We can 't." I can't can't give you mercy, Jesus, because then I couldn't give them mercy. And Jesus is like, yup, let's do this. You are loved and accepted and you are a child of God forever and you can never be rejected by God because of Jesus. Jesus. Just as he rose from the dead with new life, you are given that same resurrection life daily. So abide in that life. Rejoice in it. Praise God for it. Thank God for it. Eat it and drink it in daily through the word and through prayer. Become a slave by choice, a bondservant, willing to follow and fellowship with God, just rejoicing in him and praising him and giving thanks because you don't have to do anything else. Every day. In this abiding, we experience the real love in life we were meant to. That's what God has freed us from, is thinking that we have to earn the moment when we can finally say, Oh, thanks. He says, No, it's done. You can give thanks now, because you're already set free. God has done all this for you. What is your response? Well, let's all stand. We're gonna we're gonna have a time of responding to the Lord for what we've heard. Maybe your response is is um, sorrow that has been maybe so long since we've uh, really. Come and bow before the Lord and ask for His healing touch. Maybe your response is just joy and thanksgiving and thank you that I have been cleansed and uh, and I want to be like the the one of the ten that was healed by Jesus, and only one came back to say thank you. Father, we come right into your presence and we want to we want to spend some time right now giving, giving your holy spirit time to work in our hearts and and, and just Opening our hearts to the height, the depth, the width, and uh, just how deep your love is. It can only be understood on spiritual levels with spiritual hearts by spiritual people. And God, we are so gross and disgusting. We can't be those type of people unless you, you do the work for us. So God, we... We lift our hands to you. We open our hearts to you. We bow before you and we look to you in faith and we say, come heal us because you love us. Show us your love. Show us your grace and pour out on us, Jesus, your unfailing mercy. Cleanse our hearts from desires of self and desires of self-preservation and, and, um, and feeling like we just got the, a bad lot in life. Forgive us and cleanse us from that type. Lord, we are sinners. And we need you to touch us and heal us. Thank you for all the, the kids that were in here today. And I pray that, they, that, that your spirit speaks directly to their little hearts and minds, that they would, they would know you from a very young age and walk and follow you and let you be their boss, let you be their loving Savior. God, we need you to provide for our, our, uh, what you put on our heart to do with missions. We need you to provide for the healing of marriages and the healing of our relationships and we need you to save people in our lives we can do nothing. We are totally incapable and broken without you. So we ask you to to see all of our need and provide for every bit of it. And we trust and know that you will. Let's rejoice.